Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Grim and Bloody Podcast. This show is a presentation of horror, thriller, and suspense, and is intended for mature audience. Join us at your own risk. Well, thank you for joining the Grim and Bloody Podcast. Glad you're with us on this Sunday evening. Today we have Nancy Ann Ritter, who starred in 1996 West Craven Scream. Thank you for joining the show, Nancy. Thank, thank you guys for having me. And yeah, for it's me. an absolute pleasure. Kevin, thank you. Joe and Al. Who? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Us. You did the introductions for me. <laughs> and and Anthony to correct because Nancy uh Nancy and uh Took a moment to uh, to remind me of it when I tried to call her a star of Scream. She said, "No, no, no, bathtub girl." The girl in the bathtub. Girl in the bathtub. Oh, was it the girl in the bathtub but or is that really the girl in, in the bathroom? bathroom? It's girl room, some room, any room. But she no, could. She said, "Bathtub girl, I'm going with it." Okay, I'm you're going in the spicy with scene. I didn't realize there was a spicy scene in Scream. That must have been it must have been uh, winding up on the cutting room floor. See, <laughs> not no like that. I, I say forget. Yeah, that was the version scene. that was hidden behind the curtains. I couldn't see because I was only sixteen. <laughs> forget that. Yeah, you had to go Guys, behind the curtains in the, in the DVD store. Forget Nev Campbell. Forget uh, Courtney Cox. Forget uh, David Arquette. Matthew Lillard. It is a Nancy Ann Ritter movie. I'm standing by it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me go ahead and introduce my my horror host, uh, the lovely Alamega, host creature feature show. How you doing, Al? I'm doing good. Joe Flynn, Create TV, award winning producer. How you doing today, Joe? Doing fantastic, and happy Father's Day, to everybody. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. And one and only Kevin Nicholson, writer for We Belong Dead magazine, Horror Newsnet, and recent visitor of Sinister Creature Con. Good fun. Good fun. And uh, uh, yeah, and it's uh, and a fan of the bathtub girl. <laughs> there bathtub you go. Girl, I love her bathtub girl. Nancy Ritter was the girl in the bathroom Thing in 1996 her Scream. But she also has new works that we have the pleasure of talking about, as well as uh, her, her, experience, her experiences so far on the uh, horror convention scene. Uh, Nancy, where do you want to start? Because uh, we're big fans of Scream. Uh, we love the original. We loved all the sequels. I think most of us here have watched the reboot, <laughs> right? Yeah, for pretty much. Um, I thought it stayed true to the original. But uh, let, first, let's talk about your experience on set with uh, Wes Craven. And um, particularly, uh, I think there's a little bit of a story behind uh, your audition and uh, who you stood in for. Is that right? Oh, yes. Okay. So I, I just had moved to Los Angeles. So I was about 22 and I've gone to Northwestern University just outside of in Evanston, just outside of Chicago. And my, when I moved to LA, his assistant, would you send me one of your Coronas through the screen? <laughs> oh, refresh. If I could, I would. <laughs> no. Um, Not just you, was, send it to us all. Come on, you know? Come on, right, you know, right. Nobody so wants Corona through the screen. We have a show in person, beer all around. Yes, okay. it's a beer I will, around. I will 
supply. <laughs> okay. Um, we do a show in person. The beer will be all around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to be, yeah. <laughs> Some of it will go in our mouth, but, you know. I am a projectile vomiter. So. Um, oh, know that now. Well, that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll be sitting behind Kevin. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can't see his face. Uh, on the next Inside Edition, uh, Nancy Ann Ritter talks about her so, projectile vomiting. <laughs> we got thrills quick. That might be a world record. We got, we got right into it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so my friend at the time, Julie Pleck, and her last name, P-L-E-C, was Wes Craven's assistant. So a, couple, a few months before shooting started, so I think right at the beginning of 90, 1996, um, she called me randomly and she said, how tall are you? And I said, I'm 5'7". And she said, that's great. She said, Wes Craven has narrowed down the role of Sydney to five actresses. And the average height of the five act actresses is 5'7". And would I be the for Sydney on that audition day of those Five actresses and I said sure and she's like we'll pay you $75 and I was like oh yes and <laughs> look at Al's face and hey, hey, man. I, I just laugh I just laugh that now that now now looking back at the time I was like yeah $75 um, <laughs> right. so he had so he had all five there and well they they all came in separately so and Nev was one of the girls. Um, the five girls, like Brittany Murphy was one of the five girls. Nev Campbell, of course, who is perfect as Sydney. Alicia Witt, a girl named Megan Ward, and then a girl named AJ Lane. So halfway through the day, I actually, I just stood behind Wes Craven, like a few feet behind him, because he had a good view of his monitor. And then the two scenes that he was doing were, were the scene where Skeet crawls in her window and they have a little rated G on top of the nightgown action. And then the second scene is when the killer calls Nev. And so I just kind of stayed invisible. And then halfway through the day, Wes Craven whips around to me and he goes, do you know the lines to the two scenes? And since I'd been watching each of the actresses go, I said, I said, yes. And he gave me a little, the two little scenes and in, in a, you know, the script. And he said, we'll go over the lines. And he ran to check on one of the actors and then came back in and he had me do the whole scene, that whole bedroom scene with a stand in for Skeet's part. And I think that male stand in went on to play uh, Stephen Orth, who plays Drew Barrymore's poor boyfriend who's gutted by the swimming pool. So Wes had us go through the whole scene. So I just did my own little take on it. Um, uh, not, I wasn't auditioning, but just my little stamp or what, Nancy Ann's stamp, whatever. And um, and then we did the, then I did the, the, um, the phone call scene with the killer. And right when I finished, Wes, he lined up to me and he put his hand out and he goes, that was excellent. 
And then he left the space one last time and he go as he was leaving, he raised his hand up and he was like, have a read for one of the bathroom girls. And at that point, Lisa Beach, the casting director came running over and she said, once we finish casting the lead, the main characters, she said, we'll start bringing actors in for the smaller characters. And so initially, so that's how all that happened. And then maybe, a you know, it's so long ago, but maybe a month later or so, they initially had me read for the cheerleader, which I was terrible. I'm so not a blonde cheerleader. And <laughs> so I was terrible in the, wait, what was Joe doing? Oh, oh, cheery. Give me an S, give me a C, give me an R. Give yes, Joe's our cheerleader. M. Yes, hey, go, team, team go. <laughs> So Wes Craven was actually in the audition, which is very rare when you first audition, but he was there, his producing partner, the casting director. And when I went to shake Wes's hand, he started bowing to me. And I thought, what drug, what, how have I, what voodoo have I put on, voodoo spell have I put on Wes Craven? But I did, I wasn't wearing a cheerleading outfit. I, so all I, I had a little mini skirt like a cheerleader wears and I had a little baby doll t-shirt that said girls rule. So I know that's why, why I was like, Oh, that's why he's bowing. Um, so I'm a little, <laughs> it takes me a while to pick up on things. So the audition was terrible. Um, but he, they called and they said, they said, Wes really wants to put you in the movie. Uh, and initially, I think they were, I don't know if you remember the party scene at the very end, there's a blonde girl and then a curly dark right. brown hair girl who are kind of, and they have a few lines, they're yeah. they're running over Courtney Cox. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that that was gonna be, I was gonna play one of those two girls. And then Wes Craven pushed the shooting schedule, rearranged it and pushed the bathroom scene uh, shooting it, I think, right after Drew Barrymore's, her scene took like five days. So then they called and they said, would you be the girl in bathroom? I wish I were called to be the girl in bathtub, but I was called to be the girl in bathroom. And, um, and I said, yes. And they literally had, that was like on a Tuesday and I was on a plane the very next day on a Wednesday. Uh, we had Thursday, Leonora, who's perfect as the blonde cheerleader, was had her hotel room next to mine. So we had Thursday to kind of meet each other and get to know each other and work on the scene. And then by that Friday, we were on the set. And I don't remember, I feel like we, Henry Winkler was there the day we shot because they had done his, his getting stabbed scene. And then he had lunch with us. And I think we started shooting maybe at one o'clock and we were maybe done maybe by seven or eight. So it was fast. And then Wes kept us through the weekend just in case he needed to do any pickup shots on that Monday, but he got everything he needed. So it was uh, nice to still be up there, up in Santa Rosa, just North of San Francisco, it's so pretty. And then I flew home on a Tuesday and 
I've talked really, I answered you a long time. Oh, but so Wes, Anthony, were you at, were you wanting to also know about what it was like to be with Wes Craven? I'm kind of blown away. I didn't realize, or maybe I've overlooked it, that uh, Scream was shot in Santa Rosa. Yes, it just, and I remember I flew, they had me on a plane from Burbank to Oakland, and then they had a driver and it's all so fuzzy. Um, oh, it's okay. I know it's 25 years ago. No, 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 no. I, I just wish. Um, so from Oakland, like Santa Rosa was just north of Petaluma. Right. I think Santa Rosa from San Francisco, if I could. If yeah, I we're all local boys. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, do you? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah we're um, all California guys. Northern so California is Joe, guys. does yeah. Joe live near Santa Rosa? No, I live in San Jose. Joe's about four hours, about what, two and a half hours yeah. south. Two, I am yeah. about three hours north of Santa Rosa. I oh, think you are? Okay. Al might be the closest. <laughs> Where is Al? I see. Al's muted. Moving. Al, unmute. Well, I got muted. You're the I'm closest, in Sacramento right and Al yeah, is. I'm about an hour out. I mean, yeah. I'm right next to Santa Rosa. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, you're there. In the yeah. middle of all of us. <laughs> Yeah. So, Al, did you know that it shot there? Yes, I am aware it shot there. Yeah. Um, so we stayed at the... Do so, Anthony, oh, I'm so glad. Uh, I'm excited that that you're... So you're just hearing that it shot there for the first time, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. I'm glad it to is. share something new. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, uh, so, it was, so I never had been, I, at that point, I'd never been to, I'd never been to Northern California. So it was just really exciting. We stayed, well, I wonder if Al, Al would know. We stayed in the Double Tree in, um, that eat, well, I know we were in the Sonoma wine country. So each, the Double Tree had like different separate little buildings. So you either oh. the Cabernet building, the Burgundy building, and just all of that. I was just in kind of a hog heaven. I was just so excited. It is beautiful out there. Yeah. So, and so different from Los Angeles, you know, just, yeah, just. You can't see the air or anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just the great, like just, it, yeah, it's to so totally different and, and just beautiful. I, th I remember, I think on that Saturday, we went to the Russian river. Um, is there a Russian, wait, is there a place? Yeah, yeah that's it, the Russian River, yeah. <laughs> okay, right as I said it out loud, I was like, wait a minute. Um, but I can say, yes, yeah, so really beautiful. So that was the only thing I thought when I saw Scream 5, which I need, I did finally see, then I know it's not really called Scream 5, but I did finally see the new Scream. I need to watch it again, because it was during like a live watch party on, uh, on a guy's podcast show or whatever, but I was I was wistful because they shot in Wilmington, North. I think well they shot the new Scream in North Carolina. I want to say in Wilmington. Mm -hmm. I was wistful that they were using Carolina to stand in for Santa Rosa, and they built. I wouldn't like, be surprised. Yeah, cost yeah. of filming out here is enormous. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I I was hoping. I know they built. Stu's house, like Stu's house in the first stream is really a house that's still there. Um, but I know they, in North Carolina, they built the house, you know, a replica of the house, like on a soundstage, I think. I wasn't in the latest scream, so I don't want to, I don't want to be talking out of my ass, but. Um, well, it's their loss. 
It's the, <laughs> that's right. The, the bat. We didn't die, the cheerleader and I. So uh, <laughs> that's true. You didn't. See, that's you a spin-off didn't. waiting to happen. It is. It is. Um, but it was so wet. Getting to meet Wes Craven, who you would just knowing that he's this penultimate horror film director, right. he was the most gentle, just loveliest spirit and man that I really had probably ever been around. I've been acting since I was nine and he just, there was no, I've worked with a lot of directors, most mostly growing up in professional theater, but I just hadn't never been around someone just so, a, a director like he was just very calm and cool and collected and, um, and just kind of been nicer from that stand-in day all the what, way through. What were your impressions of, impressions of your fellow cast? Well, so who I got to know, of course, who I became the closest with was Leonora, who played the blonde cheerleader. So she and I became good friends. And Neb, they shot her reaction shots to our mean little dialogue on a separate day. So... So she wasn't there that day. So it was just me. Well, obviously just me and the cheerleader. So the cheerleader and I became the closest. And then at the time, the cheerleader was dating Skeet, was living with Skeet Ulrich in real life. So uh, they were in the process of moving up into a little place in the Hollywood Hills. So that when we were up there shooting, he had just arrived and the First time I met him was just at a lunch, just the three of us. And then David Arquette <laughs> made a grand entrance at this lunch and he was dressed to the nines. And I never, I mean, Skeet's very down to earth, like just very chill. And David Arquette was just so colorful and bigger than life. And so that was a fun, fun little meeting. But so, yeah, of the main cast, Skeet was the one. I got to know the best through Leonora, the cheerleader. Like I spent Thanksgiving with them and other little parties. And so like Drew Barrymore, like we had, after we finished filming our scene, the next thing I went up for was the wrap party. And then after that, the cast and crew screening and then the premiere. So outside of the cheerleader, uh, Skeet was who I got to know best. I know I've already said that. Henry Winkler was super nice. Uh, just, I, I couldn't, I, I think he's such an amazing actor. So I was just couldn't believe how cool and normal he was. Courtney Cox. I mean, they all were lovely. Just the only, I guess the only interchanges or exchanges I had were with a few of them like Courtney Cox is actually she got at the rap party she got up on played the drum put her hair in a ponytail and started playing the drums and she's a really good drummer so at the end like we uh, I was she was coming off and we all had been sitting together and I was like you're a really good drummer Courtney Cox and paraphrasing but she was like oh no I was really off my game tonight um but um I hadn't drunk so much at the rap party. I might have more fun stories to tell you, but I had so much to drink. And when we left, when we left the little jazz club where we all were, we went back to the Double Tree and we ended up in someone's hotel room. I couldn't tell you who, 
foods and it was just your standard hotel room with two double beds and the whole cast and crew was you were in this in somebody's room and if you were in Skeet Ulrich's room, I want to. I want to know. I want to know details. Well, no, I do know. I, yeah, it was just. I know this is the hot and steamy part of the show. That's yeah, I, I know that all that Leonora told me with Skeet's room is that he had decorated his room with like all ser- I think serial killer posters or like scary posters that he just plastered all over the wall. Is the cheerleader telling me. So we weren't in this room because I would have recognized I would have recognized the posters. But what made me laugh is I'm not a smoker, but I had a pack of cigarettes and I'm smoking away. And Wes came up and he was like, "Can I have one?" And I was like, "Sure." And everyone was just kind of lounging on the beds, not as a we weren't naked and having an orgy. But Aww. but I got so drunk that I would I went home with some boy um, who claimed that he worked security on the set. And um, yeah. so I, didn't stay, I didn't stay in the hotel because I know that would have been, so I only stayed in the hotel room with everyone maybe the first 45 minutes. So I'm sad because it, I would have had so many fun stories, but I I had too, too much of the alcohol. So I- Was there any projectile vomiting involved? There was projectile vomiting of cum, but not that night. Okay. Okay. Now, am I allowed to get this, Randy? Absolutely. Oh, okay. You know, absolutely. I I marked the show not for kids, and it's about time. Okay. Oh, good. We are unrated. We are unrated. There's been a horror show, mostly PG stuff, other than a beer. (laughs) Yeah, you know. We actually had a show where we brought up, we started mentioning about Brazilian fart porn. Yeah. Wait, is that, that a real thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Can I Google it? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Kevin will send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh Nancy, I, I had a question um, yeah. in regards to Scream. Um, and researching the movie, um, because I've been very fast. I, I love Wes Craven. I love all of his work. Um, but this was one of the first horror movies that um, I'm not even talking about the bidding war between the studios. This was one of the first horror movies that went out of their way to bring on um, bigger names onto the production. Um, they went, they wanted to make sure that it had established talent. Um, so when uh, your experience on the set um, and knowing that there's a lot of, you know, uh, big names on here. Was there a certain type of energy when you went on? You can kind of feel like this electricity, like, we're on to something good here. Even though it had a modest budget, I mean, the movie killed it in theaters and spawned a massive franchise. And it spanned, you know, um, it, it was originally called Scary Movie, which Wayne Brothers took and They made a, yeah. a hit uh, franchise out of it. Um, so yeah. when you walked on the set, did you kind of feel something like, I'm a part of something, no matter how big or small my role is, I'm a part of something really good here? Yeah. I think, can I just say, I keep hearing feedback because my brain isn't so sharp, uh, which I'm joking, but well, not joking. I keep hearing like some feedback or something. Are you guys hearing it on your end? That might be my fan. Oh, it might, maybe my volume's too loud. Let's see. 
See, it's a problem. It's a problem when there's a tech issue and the uh, and the fault is your producer. Uh, no, no, it could. It could. I may have had it too. I may have had the sound too high. I'm I'm joking about that our, our producer. There. Well, see, it was a weird. It's something right. weird. Oh, might be a background. I kind of hear too. Like a background television. Anybody have a background television? It sounded like dialogue. No. Okay. I'll just try and do my best to sound as articulate as. Oh I can. yeah, there it is. Like, now, now that you mentioned, now that I hear it. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know what that's from. I'm looking no, at the mics okay. in Zoom, man. Don't look at me. Oh, Al, I think it's coming from you a little bit. You have any feedback as far as any dialogue coming back, like a, a external speaker? No, nothing. Hmm. Okay. It's I'll, odd. It happens. Maybe it could also I'll, be gremlin. I'll do my I'll do my best to <laughs> focus. It is um, the gremlin, we tell you. And it could yeah, it just sounds like an echo. I'll make sure. Can you all hear me okay? Yeah, yes. you're good. Yeah. It's okay. Wes having fun with the bath with the bathtub girl. With the bathtub girl. God, I wish I wish that were my character's name. Oh that just lends itself to just don't worry, I'll, I'll cut all this up. But did you want to start again from when Don't I asked okay. the question about walking on set with your initial Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, well, I remember when I read the script, which was titled at that time, A Scary Movie. I remember reading it and it was a page turner. And at that point, I didn't know who was cast in the movie. And my getting cast happened so fast. So I really wasn't, uh, I was very excited and but because I never had done a movie, I was so nervous, like hugely, hugely nervous. So I didn't, the ex again, I was excited, but I just was trying so much to focus on just not, not fucking up. And if you ever whisper, if I, if you ever hear me whisper, it's only because my 85 and 82 year old mom and dad are upstairs, but they're asleep. Um, and, but I won't be living here forever. But, um, but if you hear me whisper, that's why. Um, but, uh, I, I, I did know what a big deal it was, but I just wanted to make sure I could deliver what I needed to deliver. So it, I guess it wasn't until, wasn't until afterwards, kind of as that weekend progressed and more when I went up for the cast for the rap party, that was when it started because every the whole cast and the crew were there and that the editors had edited together well they had a blooper reel that was hilarious and then they made three little tribute reels to Drew Barrymore, Courtney Cox and Henry Winkler that were really not to sound cheesy but they were really beautiful tributes like starting when Drew Barrymore played Gertie in ET and then it just takes you through her whole uh, arc of her career and then the same with Henry Winkler and it, that's when it really started to just hit me what a big deal this was going to be at that point I still hadn't seen the movie so all I knew was seeing Henry Winkler with the bloody principal shirt and then just our scene in the bathroom and then hearing from Leonora spent a lot of time the cheerleader up 
uh, up with Skeet while he was filming and occasionally would come back to L.A. and she would give me reports on how everything <laughs> was going. Um, her main thing that I thought was funny was whenever he was, they were doing the part the end party scene and he was being stabbed, he would come into the hotel room and she'd already be in bed and he would take a shower to get all the blood off. And then he would get in bed and Leonora, I'll just say, and the cheerleader would be like, oh, you stink. That blood is the worst smelling because I can't remember what they used for the blood, but whatever it was, <laughs> the cheerleader was just like, go back in the shower. And Skeet was like, I've already rubbed all the skin off of my body. There's nothing like, there's no, I don't have anything left I can rub off. So just little funny stories like that. But um, so first the rap party is when I felt that excitement. And then at the premiere, the cast and crew screening was just a small little cast and crew screening. So it was just intimate. Then the premiere was in a huge theater in LA and getting to see it with an audience who had it, who were seeing the film for the first time, that was a really magical experience. I took, I had a roommate uh, who was an acting class friend of mine from college and he's a guy and he was full, <laughs> he was full on screaming. I know you're not supposed to say now with everything screen. Well, I'll just say screaming like a girl, like he was just screaming and I was dying. I was laughing through the whole thing because I knew where the scares were, but it's such a good movie that even seeing it a few times well, before the premiere, I'd only seen it once, but it's such a fun, as you guys know, it's such a fun movie. Uh, but getting to watch it with my roommate sitting next to me, letting out blood curdling screams just had me cracking up through the whole thing. Um, and then the rest of the audience too, who didn't know what to expect, um, especially with that opening Drew Barrymore scene. Um, yes. And she's, <laughs> Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, no one was expecting poor Drew Barrymore to get gutted like a fish in like the very first couple of minutes of the movie. Right. No, when I remember reading, yeah, like I, I remember reading the script, but not at that point didn't know it was going to be Drew Barrymore. So then when I found out, which was after reading, yeah, a maybe a couple months after reading the script, I just thought, oh my, they're going to kill their biggest star in the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie. And then the audience is going to be like, what the fuck? You've just killed Drew Barrymore. Now that means all bets are off. Anything at this now, point can happen. Like and a page was, right out of Psycho. Well, right? that was, that was, Al, that was gonna... his tribute to Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Right there. <gasps> oh, that. Oh, I don't know. With Janet Lee. Yeah. Right. Yes. And of course, this movie was also, as everyone will say, it's basically homage to John Carpenter's Halloween because they're like going like, we want to make it scary, but not super bloody. But still, we want to, you know, give that film like the Halloween film. Yeah. And yeah. on top of it, have a sense of humor about it um, that uh, that was only... Wes Craven's wicked sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, he, um, I think he understands when you watch Scream, you see he understands what his audience likes. 
Um, as far as horror, you know, a little bit of gore, not too much um, suspense. What's around the corner? You know, what's uh, what's coming out? And twisted, dark humor. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's let's have jokes about the corpse and in 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 all this stuff, and let's you know let's 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 have some fun with uh, uh, you know with it, and you realize, and at the end of the day, when you're through you know watching, and you're realizing this is a Wes Craven film, you know it's a Wes Craven film. Yeah. That you're is that kind of what? You, how did you um, while you were filming this? How did you? What did you think? Um, about if this film was going to have some staying power, you know, to it. I well, when I read when I first read the script, I it was a page turner, and I I if I'm honest, I, because I was so new to LA and I was just struggling and trying to pay my rent and my bills, um, I didn't think about it so much at the time. Like, oh, is this going to be a big blockbuster? Is that I, I really didn't think about that at all. I did think about that when I read the script and then kind of put that on the shelf. And then just as it got closer to the time of that December 20th opening date in in 96 and then and seeing it for the first, you know, at the cast crew screening and the premiere, and I flew home to Alexandria, Virginia for Christmas, and we took a bunch of <laughs> our, I was raised in the Catholic church, so we took a bunch of our church, well, like a bunch of my childhood friends were not Bible beaters or anything, but it, I, my parents brought the church friends and like my mom's sewing group, and I was like, have you told them what's gonna be happening in this movie? And she's like, oh yes, they know. Um, like At our, what point did you realize you were going to hell? Uh, you know, <laughs> on, on this, uh, you know, during that trip. <laughs> um, yeah, right. My piano, te- my childhood piano teacher was there. A bunch of our neighbors. Um, so that once it was opened and just going on that ride, like I remember my uncle, I went to. A, a wedding, a cousin's wedding in Texas. And my uncle had saved his scream ticket stubs. And right when he saw me uh, the first time that weekend, he was like, I want you to sign each ticket stub. And so it was more just seeing the reactions of friends and family. And then just hearing about people going to the movie theater for the first time to see it, just all that excitement. And then, so, all of that was exciting. And then when Scream 2, I saw Scream 2 in the movie theaters and then three and four, I haven't seen yet. And like the three and four, I think were during my really bad marriage to the physically abusive psycho husband. And the fourth one, I remember the biography channel reached out to me in 2011 to see he said, could could we use your bathroom scene? They called me and the cheer, cheerleader not for their little hour long documentary, like a little chunk of the bathroom scene just to show like the cheerleader has such wicked, funny dialogue in that in that scene. Um, so there was that like little reaching out of people 
what kind of was amazing to me was a booking agent reached out to me this fall and said the horror conventions, uh, they're fans that would love to meet you. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you do know I play the bathtub girl, AKA the bathroom girl. I said, I have about seven or eight lines. I said at conventions, first of all, I didn't know there were horror conventions. I only had ever known about Comic-Con in San Diego. So I didn't know there was this niche uh, convention scene. And then I said, well, surely they're just interested in Nev and Skeet and Matthew Lillard, the main, main people of the cast. And the booking agent was like, oh no. He said, what, uh, you know, what the convention goers want or, once once they get the main cast's autographs, then they want all the small parts, people's autographs. And, and because you're in the first one that was made, there's just so much excitement because the 25th anniversary, as you guys know, was on December 20th, 1996. And then the new, I'll just say Scream 5, and then Scream 5 coming out January 14th, 2022. There was all this renewed excitement, but I couldn't. And then that's how basically when Kevin reached out, once the agent reached out, then via Facebook, my Facebook friend number went from like 800 to like, now it's like close to 4,700. I do not count. And so, but it's all horror. Just the, the horror community just yes. gobbled me up in a night. I mean, in a nice way, and that I remember Kevin, I've done a ton of interviews, and and then I I just did two. Oh, I'm gonna be doing Kevin, I think he's in Sacramento. I'm gonna be doing a convention in Sacramento. I just did my first two. Congrats. Um oh thank you, Joe. So we just we just had Sinister Creatures Con. Yeah, I'm curious yesterday. which one are you gonna be doing next? Okay, so the the next one. Um, and then I'll tell you something about my agent. So the next one is one in Ohio, Youngstown, Ohio, called Mahoning Valley Comic Con, and it's uh, July 9th and 10th. And and so there's that one. And I'm gonna shoot a little while I'm there in Ohio. An independent horror, horror filmmaker is had filmed a film. Boy, I'm really on it tonight. You got it. <laughs> he just finished fil- filming, a, filming a film that he wrote and directed. But when he saw, he had wanted me in it from the beginning, but couldn't make it happen. But when he saw I was going to be at the convention in July, he's like, I'm just, I'm going to write a scene and just tack it onto the movie just so you can be in it. And so we're going to shoot it the couple nights that I'm there in Ohio. Oh, that's cool. And then after that one, I have, okay, then after that one, my agent's trying to get me into Monster Mania because Nev, Matthew Lillard, Skeet, Jamie Kennedy, and Lee Waddell, I don't know. Yes. Stunt person. Did I say his last name? Yeah. Okay. So they're having Scream reunions. So my my Really? They just did uh, out here in uh, Pasadena. Oh, yes. Monster Palooza. Yep. They were all uh, in uh, Burbank. Is is it mainly what I've been seeing is that it's usually Nev, Skeet, Matthew Lillard, and they got the the three of them, I think, talked to Kennedy and joining them. 
And then sometimes Roger Jackson, obviously the most face. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Nev said, we have to have bathroom girl here. (laughs) We have to. I've heard heard nothing but that she is one of the nicest people that you'll ever meet in Hollywood. She on that, and, and a beautiful lady. Oh, yeah, you, she, I think she's gorgeous. Uh-huh. Uh, um, uh-huh. The moment I first saw her in Party Five, I just thought that is a just a beautiful yeah. gal. And of the yeah. sta- on her screen test day, she was, you know, I didn't I just stood off to the side? But there was a little bit of wait time that Nev had, so she started just visiting with me, and you know, I would not, you know bother her but she, I just remember she was just so relaxed and so nice and it was just a brief exchange but she initiated that and I she just was so normal and down to earth and I'm so saddened that she probably she will not be in Scream in 6 one. see I or yeah in Scream 6 don't yeah. you think this is going to be a Scream 6 a yes yeah. we're working on just, it yeah. We're they, working on it. Why wouldn't Anthony, don't you know? Um, You're the director. <laughs> no, I'm joking. She has she, turned it. She's turned it down. My understanding was. Oh. But yeah. don't. Do you think that maybe because well the, so Jamie Kennedy has a podcast and he, he came out in defense of Nev, and and Matthew Lillard, that apparently, mm-hmm. there are these two guys, not the radio silence guys. Uh, you know, the new, the two directors and two mm-hmm. writers, but some two executives at Paramount, this is what Jamie Kennedy says, that are not wanting to pay her what she should be getting paid. And so Nev uh, said, mm-hmm. but now I'm wondering, maybe it's a publicity thing just because the fans are just in an uproar. Like, how can you have Scream without Sydney? Um, which I personally, I agree with. Um, and, uh, so I, but I'm wondering, cause they delayed, they were supposed to start filming, I think maybe a month, maybe a month ago, or maybe a few weeks ago in North Carolina, and then it got delayed. So I don't know if they're now trying to work out something with her salary wise. I think you have to try. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, and she is, she's a star. Yeah. No, right. She, and, and she is a integral part of this series and the other thing is from what i have read she wants to do it yeah she wants she loves the character she wants to continue with it and uh you know let her let her do uh i had heard that money was an issue uh regarding that she wasn't being paid comparatively what other you know male stars are you know uh are are paid and, and and so forth she needs to get what you know what's uh what she's worth yeah um uh, on it and I'm, I'm like you i i followed her since the very beginning of party of five yeah. and fell in love with her you know then my first reaction when the scream film came uh was 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 coming out was um was how could this beautiful you know this innocent little you know young girl young lady nev campbell you know, be in a horror film and be stalked by it, you know, and then you find that she's being stalked by a killer and all this, uh, this stuff. I kind of felt like I wanted to like jump into the film action myself and try to help her out. Uh, it See, was that's amazing. 
Yeah. Well, that's an amazing. Yeah. That's a testament, I think, to her. Yeah. Wonderful script, her wonderful acting and embodiment sure. of Sydney, and then how Wes and she worked together. But yeah, you, I definitely yeah. actually had that same yeah. feeling. And yeah. to me, like Matt, Matthew Lillard or Jamie Kennedy said, that the whole point of Scream to them, in their opinion, is Ghostface continually trying to hunt Sydney down. So that if you don't have Sydney, then to me, I guess, in my opinion, then don't call it Scream. Then just make another movie with those young new actors and call it something different. Very me- true. Uh, th- that's how I look at it. If, yeah. like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, you take Scream, the franchise, you take the Halloween franchise yeah. with the Laurie Strode's character. Yeah. If you don't have either one in the film, yeah. call it something else and don't even try to go near and go like, oh, yeah, we just want to keep making these films, you know. Call it Season right. of the Witch and see what happens. Yes. Right. And you get killed. Every sequel makes money except the last one. That's true. Um, but oh, I had a question for you, uh, Nancy. Yeah. Uh, you touched on it already. Thank you for the segue. Um, but it was regards to uh, your your involvement now in the uh, the horror convention scene. And, as, and right now you're speaking to four very huge fans of horror. We love it. Um, and we're happy to speak with anybody who's involved with uh, with the uh, the horror filmmaking scene. Um, so I think uh, it's a combination of you being in one of the most beloved uh, uh, horror movies of all time, um, and then now kind of um, getting your feet wet in the independent horror. Um, yeah. You're going to have a lot of questions when you go to the horror conventions because now not only are they going to be known for this movie. But you're going to be, you're starting other movies as well. Um, so, what are your thoughts as far as being? I, I don't know if you've been overwhelmed yet. Um, at least it sounds like on your Facebook you might have. Uh, but when you go to conventions, um, the horror fans we we go way beyond uh, the movie. We go beyond the yeah the, the extra content on the Blu-ray. Uh, we really like knowing what happened. You know, oh, in the yeah. inception of the movie. We like hearing about uh, what happened behind the scenes, right? Anthony, some would say that we go beyond sanity. We go, uh, we, say, we go crazy. We go crazy. We'll dress up as our favorite characters, oh. uh, just like Marvel. But we we want to know every piece of what happened in this film because, at least for my sake, it, it brings us closer to the movie. Like we become um, maybe like cohesive or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. But we just we have this kind of it, it can be a little over uh, zealous sometimes, you know, especially um, with Scream Six and Nev no longer being there. That creates a lot of negative backlash that can kill the box office receipts, especially when longtime fans such as ourselves uh, realize that they were going to shortchange Nev Campbell um, after she's been in so many of the sequels. And basically it's synonymous. It's like um, Sigourney Weaver and Aliens, right? It's if she's willing to do Aliens, you're making sure that Sigourney Weaver is in Aliens until she turns it down. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator. Yeah. Uh, eventually, he fucked that be up. Back. but he was game. Yeah. And if Arnold Schwarzenegger is game to do Terminator, you're putting him in there, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's the same with Nev Campbell and Scream. Yeah. For me, it's a shock. This is a live reaction. I did not hear about that, and I'll be the first to say I'm not going to go fucking watch that movie 
if they were going to shortchange the biggest yeah. name in the franchise. Yeah. Um, but you're probably also going to hear about that as well. <laughs> and I, I should warn you that we can get a little, little, ah, you know, when it comes over, but it's in a good way. Anthony, I will say that it, I, I agree with Nancy. I know that I don't think this story is over. No. Um, you could very well, as you, as, 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 as Nancy Ann mentioned, you, there, you know, there is a delay in, um, uh, in filming right now for the next screen. You can bet that they're working on something where they can, they can, uh, assuage, uh, Neff uh, Campbell and get her on board and turn it into an advertising thing that Neff yeah. Campbell has a, uh, is will return as Sydney yeah. Prescott in Scream 6. Yeah. Uh, and so that could very well happen. This, it has happened before in Hollywood. Uh, I remember quite uh, quite famously where Pierce Brosnan was um, calling it, uh, announced to all of media that he was calling it quits after the world is not enough for James Bond and that he was tired and he was, you know, not wanting to go through the rigors of that. A few weeks uh, later, um, there's an announcement that comes out that Pierce Brosnan has accepted a new contract with some like, I don't know, some $7 million or something increase in salary to return as James Bond. And what does he say to the media then? I'm ready to go. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. I'm refreshed. I'm ready. Let's go. Here we go, Nancy. Anyway. Uh, that's a great, here's a great question too. For you, going to a convention, uh, like I remember I was reading online about the late young lady who you played Judith Myers from Halloween. People wanted to meet her. They wanted to find out, hey, why isn't she at a convention? And so finally, they were able to convince her to go to a convention and go like, hey, you know, my first ever convention. Wow. And she never, just like you, didn't think. There, there's you know, what? There's a horror convention when people or horror fans want to meet me. Yeah, and you go like, whoa, yeah. What you don't realize, Nancy Ann, is that there's a lot of people like like myself uh, who are fans who would go to um, uh, a convention, not necessarily to just see, because everybody and their child wants to go see the main headliner, the main star yeah. of a, uh, of a convention. But I feel like I can go to, you know, the, um, the other actors for a, uh, a film who are at the same convention and have much more interesting, meaningful conversations, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, with them. And I feel like I would have that same kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, thing with, uh, you know, with you to be able to chat with you at your table about this, you know, this film or about your work. And that's what drives fans like me. Well, and the, the, la I, the last one I did, the last convention I did just did a few weeks ago was Carolina Fear Fest in Raleigh, North Carolina. And some of the most, what, what's been, again, that was my second convention, uh, but what's been so meaningful and unexpected is just even if 
people come by and they and they're not looking for a head you know they aren't looking to have a selfie with me or get a signed picture i just love meeting and the the fans and and some uh like i said don't want you know aren't looking for like i said the selfie or the picture but they just have questions like they're just diehard fans of the movie and have questions and i love that just having those interactions with all different types of fans and i i i like taking my i like to answer every question that i can answer and it's just fun like like you all were saying and anthony was saying at the beginning of talking about the convention just how excited they are to be able to talk to talk to someone like me who's who loves answer anything that i can answer i will answer um so if i come up and bring up uh projectile vomiting and stinky blood uh you'll you'll know i'll know exactly, exactly. that's you know who we are <laughs> Stinky blood. You'll be the podcast. You're That's got to be the name of a production company. Stinky. Oh, we'll all for, we'll form a band. Stinky blood Wait, productions. Yeah. Stinky blood there, I'll, I'll bring up the whole blowjob thing. So, oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> I don't forget that. That wasn't thing. us, though. No. Just shout to everybody at uh, at the convention. She offered us blowjobs. What did she offer you? <laughs> hey, Nancy, I heard you suck me. Wait, David, were you about to say David Chappelle? No, wait, what? Huh? Wait, what were you about to say? No, I had a really dirty joke. I probably shouldn't have said. No, tell but, me, tell me. If someone walks up to you, say, hey, Nancy, I heard you suck dick this stuff. You just said it. I don't know where you heard that from. But those guys are crazy. Wait, who? Wait, who? Did someone already ask me? Did someone already? No, say no, me? I'm just saying it's sarcastic. Oh, we heard. Oh, right, like right. people ask. Someone just happens to walk that. up to a convention six from months from now. <laughs> like, um, if I just, just if Nancy, I, just do what I say. You know, that was a long time ago. I needed the work. The money. I needed, I needed the, the money. Yeah. Now, now I'm even work. Now I think I'm because I'm 49 and I lost so much time with with the bad husband now i really am feeling like um yeah i'm really i'm willing to do handies blow <laughs> whatever it takes so that i don't have to work i've always had to work a day job you should know the horror community is usually guys that are you know not yeah. sleeping in their mom's basements but they're they're pretty single for the most part they're pretty single <laughs> um <laughs> that's uh, a thing you know. yes. <laughs> This is a decade. And what other podcasts about horror talk about handies, uh, you know, blowjobs, uh, Brazilian fart porn? Uh, I'm glad they brought it up the first time here. Yeah, see? Uh, 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 that's, a fun time. that's it. That's it. The, that's the it. one memory, well, speaking of blowjobs, after that first time, after that Friday shooting the bathing scene, we I went we drank with some of the crew guys and I and I and the guy who played Gen, Kenny <laughs> W Earl Brown in who played Courtney Cox's cameraman, he was having drinks with us. Again, I drank too much alcohol and I went back to one of the lighting guys's hotel room. Who and he was about my age, and I remember. I was still a virgin. So I remember his like penis was above me. 
and, and going in my mouth. And right as it was going in my mouth, I was like, don't come in my mouth, don't come in my mouth. Right as I'm saying that, he comes in my mouth. And then I'm like foaming at the mouth. And I just, the timing of it, I still, the timing of it just cracked me up. Don't come in my mouth, don't come in my mouth. And then he couldn't, there it came. Um, that's a very vivid memory from screen. I imagine. Um, that is so awesome. <laughs> but I will say, okay, the next convent, can, am I allowed to uh, tell sure. tell you guys the next sure. convention? Yeah. Yes. Okay. For you some said something reason, about Sacramento. You're going to be in Sacramento? Yeah. Yes. For some reason, I do this with my hands a lot, and I don't know why. Um, but um, but yes, I do. Okay. So then the net after Ohio, then Mont, then my agent's trying to slip me into Monster Mania since scream the scream people will be there and then and then the okay and then maryland pop and horror convention in baltimore that's a definite then tidewater horror convention in norfolk virginia then in sacramento that's september 25th um oh god what is that one called i have my book right here california oh lord Oh, Lord. California Republic Comic-Con, and that's September 25th. And then I have another one in North Carolina, Fayetteville Comic-Con, October 15th and 16th. And then there's possibly Crypticon in Minneapolis. And then Ocean City Comic-Con in Ocean City. And now the cheerleader, I think my cachet is risen because I'm I finally, the cheerleader reached out and she said, I'm ready to do the conventions. So I, we've just been texting back and forth. And I said, well, do you want to be with my agent? She said, yes. So the agents, my agents just taken her on. So now to have both bathroom girls, I think will make it both bathtub girls will uh, make us even, a, make it even easier for my agent to get us in to. Yes conventions and because then we could do them together you know at the same table and and since she to me the cheerleader drives that scene she's so fucking crazy and leonora does i think does a really good job with it um and we're both so different in real life and so different in that scene um so uh so yeah so that's been all of that's been exciting and and yeah like like you all were saying just getting to meet the people who love scream and it's they always have different questions if i weren't on air i have one really juicy story but i can't and i'm not trying to be snooty like hey but when we're out now yeah you can't can't explain it you can tell us after the show afterward afterward tell you because it's a good one i have told people at the conventions and i'm like oh dear lord i I swear i'm like you can't tell anyone you've heard this from me and it's occurred to me maybe that's not maybe it's not so good but i like to be able to give some of the behind the scenes stuff but i'm but so i'll give you a i think it's a juicy nugget um but uh that's in relation to my me and my it, it, yeah and yeah 
um, in relation to the bathtub girl. Um, but Let me ask you one final question, uh, yeah, yeah. Nancy. The um, with Scream Five out the uh, this year, um, looking at it now, uh, are you surprised by the staying power of the Scream, uh, you know, series, or are you not surprised because it's Wes Craven? I'm not surprised. I I was yeah. I'm not surprised. I guess I was surprised. I guess I thought Scream died when when Wes passed away. So I thought that was it for Scream. So so then when this when these new young filmmakers wanted to pay tribute to Wes Craven through their through Scream Five, I thought that was amazing. But I wasn't surprised. I mean, I think to have Courtney Cox and David Arquette and Nev Campbell, which I, I can I say, I can't believe they killed David Arquette. Like I loved seeing him as that old grizzled Dewey and just- I hated that death. Uh, that I hated death that. that. It felt just like he worst. almost requested it. Like one of those, I love coming back to this character. I've seen it before. It's like, I love coming back to this character, but I'd like my own closure. They don't keep asking um, me for sequels until I'm dead. Right. <laughs> and, and this so, is the it felt like one of those so, heroic bets. Like he was very thumbs up about that. Might well, I did. Yeah, I didn't think about it in that well, way. Well, this is the thing too, and it's like I, I'm not saying this is true for every single actor, but after being in you know so many sequels back to back to back, you kind of say, well, you know, I love this character. But I want to go out either as a hero or a villain, either one, you know. So, and, you know, and I know a lot of the fans were not thrilled with David Arquette's character's death. So that kind of turned them off of this last scream. It's like, nope. But, yeah. yeah. But I do have a quick question. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you working on now? Okay, I'm gonna be okay. So, uh, the one little film in, uh, in you know, it's sound right. And then there's another independent horror film called One of One by, and the two filmmakers are Mark and Donna Byrne, and they've done a lot of independent horror films. And that's a good, actually, a fun, fun little part. And then there are two young filmmakers doing. Not a remake of Night of the Living Dead, but kind of a continuation of Night of the Living Dead. And I play, this is the first time I play a mother and I don't like it. Um, Cause, because when I, I've never played a mother character. So it's so, so embarrassing. Cause I feel like I'm, I still feel like I'm 15 years old, just like within me. And when I, yeah, when I stop acting with, with, the ex-husband, I was, that was like when I was 30. So it's just weird. But anyways, then, so that can, it, it'll be called Night of the Living Dead, but it's a continuation. And then the movie that I have a big part in is called The Only Ones. And that'll start shooting the end of September in West Virginia. Um, so the first three are smaller parts, but good, but fun characters and and all horror film all of them are independent horror films and then the big one is that one in september 
but I'm just, it'll be the first time I haven't acted in a long time. So I'm excited just to get back on set. And I, I love, I mean, I do act, I do role play every day with my mom. Like I, I do do characters to make my mom and dad laugh, but no, it'll be nice to just be back on set and to get to create a character and be with other actors. And, and that's excited for you. That, that's it's great. Be fun. And, and I fully expect to hear from you when these films are finished and coming back on the show and talking sure. about them, right? We're going to yeah. promote them, and we're going to dissect them, and maybe there's a chance they wind up in our film festival. That's well, why and how, here. let me ask you, this is so embarrassing. The the film in Ohio, you'll, you'll, the, the name of the, the movie is S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Sam Hain. Okay, so that you do pronounce it, okay. Yeah. I no, it's pronounced Samhain, but. I didn't want to burn, butcher it, but yeah, it's called Sam Hain and the writer director, he's shown me some footage uh, from it that I was really impressed with. Awesome. And yeah, I do, just, I, I'm really, I'll meet him in Ohio and we'll do this scene that he's adding on <laughs> to the movie. Um, but yeah, I, I it, all of this is because of Scream just within the last year. So it's interesting how things were quiet relating you, to Scream. And you um, might get a call from your agent saying, the producers of Scream 6 have a have a part for you. Well, the fans have been hilarious because they, well, some fans are like, you, sh your character, uh, I'm gonna call her Bathtub Girl because I just That's love <laughs> Bathtub Girl should be Christina. The mother of Sam, who Skeet must have stooped. And then other people are like, no. So there's one fan base who says it should be Bathtub Girl. And then there's another group that says, no, it should be the cheerleader. Then an and then another group says, well, Nancy Ann's not Latino, so it can't be Nancy Ann. But the film, but Radio Silence, the young filmmaker says it's supposed to be someone from a character from now I could have heard it wrong, but from Scream. And it would have to be the first Scream because Scream 2, I think they're already in college and he would have made this baby during high school. So I just think it's hilarious that there's some hardcore fans that are like, it has to be the bathroom girl. Um, and then other, like everyone had different fans have different theories. And so I, that to me is super fun or to at least at the very least bring it. I always thought, it, okay, if they get up to scream 30, um, then they could bring me and the cheerleader out with walkers going into the bathroom with our walkers and then exiting the bathroom with, <laughs> with our walkers or our canes or no me pushing the cheerleader in the wheelchair. Um, but we were the, Two that one of, I mean, one of the very, two of the very few people who survived the first one. So, and I, I never knew how much legacy characters mean, even small parts like my bathroom. I don't look at the cheerleader as a small part, really, because she's got so much of the juicy dialogue. But I look at my part as a small part and and just yeah meeting the fans at conventions they they consider the bathroom girl a legacy character <laughs> just like any of the others so that's 
and how fun they just think it would be so fun to have anyone back from that first scream appear someone will give you a call and say nev campbell's requesting that you uh, that nancy (laughs) amrita comes back bathroom girl but i'll do the have film fun in all if of she your, comes your back your movies yes. nancy. i hope say again uh, say i hope again. fun in all no. your your uh, future movies nancy it sounds yeah. like good fun and um you know who knew that this one role that you had that you didn't even think too much of you're just like i have bills to pay were turn out to be a springboard for mm-hmm. your, your success you know visiting conventions and, and uh, scoring these new roles so Congratulations, and we hope to hear from your future work. Yes, and also, Nancy, before you go, can you tell people how they can get a hold of you if they're looking for you? If you're looking for a good time, (laughs) find me on Instagram. It's just my name, Nancy Ann Ritter, N-A-N-C-Y-A-N-N-E, and then I'm double D's, so R-I-D-D-E-R instead of T, Ritter, so often you see R-E-R. Um, and then Facebook is the same thing. Just my name, Nancy Ann Ritter. So I'm, I'm just done. I just started Instagram a little while ago. Um, and I'm I'm learning social media, uh, just getting more active in it. So I'm still kind of a virgin. Yeah, so take it easy on her, guys. Take, yeah, yeah, don't pop that cherry too hard. Go easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the two two ways. And I will lo- I well thank you guys so much for having me on. This I've loved talking to mm-hmm. four of you. Al, why don't you close it out for us? <laughs> well, thank you everyone. And remember to keep America strong. Watch horror films. That's our show, everyone. Enjoy horror. Thank you, Nancy, very much. Fantastic job, Nancy. Fantastic classic, baby. You guys have a good night. You too. Night, night.